Today, I'm so happy to be able to bring you another message. And the title of my message is From Insta Life to Real Life. Now, recently, I have been reading a book about young people. And it describes all the general characteristics of this current generation. And you know, the word young people, it always makes my heart race. I'm very, very fascinated. It's the topic that is closest to my heart. And so when I read this book, you know, today I'm going to share a little bit about how the book describes you as the current generation. And today I want to talk about you. That's right, all the young people tuning in for this service, I'm going to talk about you. And I'm going to let your generation way of life tell you more about you. How many of you have ever heard the older people around you saying things like, you know, in my generation, we used to do this. You know, in my generation, we didn't do that. Well, in our Asian context, what happens frequently, you get an older generation coming to you and they say things like, in my generation, we used to climb trees and pluck coconuts. And to which you, the younger generation, you will have a very incredulous look on your face and you will probably respond to the older generation and say, well, in my generation, I just tap on a food app and immediately the coconuts appear at my doorstep. Now, this intergenerational talk can get heated up. It's very interesting how every generation talks to each other. So today, we're going to take a look at all the generations throughout history. And the very first generation is the silent generation. They are born in the 1920s to the 1940s. Now, the problem with the name silent was that it suggested that it was an invisible and unseen generation. But that's not true. We're talking about a generation that beat back the Great Depression, won the World War. So we need to find a more apt description. Well, thankfully, they are also called the traditionalists. They're not just a silent generation, but they're also called the traditionalists. Then after the silent generation, there comes the next generation called the baby boomers. And they were born between the 1940s to 1960s. And of course, this is a generation that tells you they climb up trees to get coconuts, right? And so then after the baby boomers, those born between the 1960s to about 1980, they are called the generation X. And well, this is me. I am from Generation X because I was born in that era. Now, after Gen X came Generation Y, who are called the Millennials. And they are born in the 1980s to mid-1990s. And I know that this generation, they form the big segment of our church in Heart of God Church, the Millennials. And then after Gen Y came Gen Z. The Americans call it Gen Z, but of course the British, they call it Gen Z. Now, so they are born, the Gen Z are born in the mid-1990s to 2010. And I have a Gen Z living with me at home. She's 15 years old right now, she's a teenager, and I know many Gen Z are watching right now. And then after Gen Z came Generation Alpha, and they are the ones that are born after 2010. Now, this generation in Heart of God Church, you know, the bulk of our church come mainly from Gen Y and Gen Z, the millennials and Gen Z. So today, I want to talk about you and I want to let your generation way of life tell you about you. Now, something interesting about this current generation is that they were born digital natives. So you who are watching right now, you are born a digital native because you were born into the smartphone era. And a smartphone is more than a device to you. It is a body extension. 
Now, the older generation, they have hair extensions, but you, you, the Gen Y and the Gen Z, you have a body extension, not hair extensions, and that body extension is your smartphone. So, so you love selfies, of course, you know that. And uh, with every selfie taken, you wonder whether it could be your next profile picture. So Gen Z, well, very interesting thing about you is that you always have a desire to be always on. You have no off mode with your social media. And this always on mode affects your professional decisions in your life. And according to the book, well, research has shown that over 50% of Gen Z surveyed said that they would decline a job which refuses them access to social media at work. So what are you saying to your future potential employers? What you're saying is this, if you don't let me look at my phone, then you gotta to talk to my hand. That's what you're basically saying to your potential employers. So that's interesting thing about, you're always on about technology, social media. And then the other characteristic of your generation is that you live in a very fragmented world. That's right, that's interesting, isn't it? Now, sociologists, they have described you as someone living in a fragmented world. And you live in a culture of convenience and you have a very shortcut way of life. At the snap of a finger, you get all your answers because now you can Google. In your generation, you love to Google. And because of the access of online technology, you have no need to research a topic really deeply and you don't deep dive a topic anymore. So therefore, instead of knowing a few topics in depth, you are the generation where you have a, a little knowledge about everything. So you are the master of a bit of everything and you love to consume snippets. That's right, your generation, you love to consume snippets. So you are never quite seeing the entirety of things. Your world is just so fragmented. Isn't that unique? That's how exciting you are as a generation. You are a very, very interesting generation. And that's not the end. Do you know that the book also says that you are the generation of bite-sized commitment? So. What you like to do is that you like to mix individual parts of media to create your own personalized products and services. For example, you in your generation, you don't buy an entire album on iTunes anymore. What you do is that you just buy one song on iTunes. And so you are used to bite-sized commitments. Now, do you know how powerful your generation is? You are so influential that media outlets are catering specifically to your characteristics of your generation. And, and you're so influential that you have the power to make all magazines and all online content cater to you. You see, the length of a Time cover magazine used to be about 4,500 words, but it has now dropped to 2,800. Words. The average new sound bites have slipped from 42 seconds in history right now to a present-day low of 8 seconds. You know why that is happening? Well, that is happening because you, the young generation, you want your news faster and better. That's why you are influencing the length of content in this age and this time. Now, what I found most fascinating about your generation is that there is a cry that is coming from your heart. And according to sociologists, they say that this young generation you are looking for and you're craving and crying out for authenticity. 
you are looking for what is real. And to you, realness is coolness. And you don't like fakes very much. You know, this young generation, you hate fakes. Fakes are the people who are saying one thing and then doing another thing altogether. So you hate fakes, but you're crying out for what is real and what is authentic. Now, in the world of advertisement, there was an ad that was hugely popular with young people. And the ad is by the WWF in Hungary. Now, the WWF is the Worldwide Fund for Nature, and they are an organization of people who want to save the earth, the trees, and they are for the ecological environment. So, in the country of Hungary, you can donate 1% of your tax to any charity organization. Now, so of course, all the charity organizations will vie and fight for that donation. Well, the WWF in Hungary was no different. They wanted to run a campaign to collect that donation for its green cause. And so they were a little stuck, however, because they, they felt like, as with all campaigns, you have to print a lot of promotional leaflets. But to them, they felt that they just couldn't do that. They couldn't print many leaflets because that would mean killing trees. And killing trees, means it is bad for the environment, which will be in direct conflict with their organizational goals. So they tell themselves, hey, we must practice what we teach. And so they say to themselves, you know, we must walk our talk. So the team in WWF in Hungary, they gathered together and they brainstormed. And you know what? They came up with the coolest leaflet campaign ever. And that campaign was a hit with young people. And right now we're gonna look at the campaign video Let's roll the video. In Hungary, you can donate 1% of your tax to any charity organization. As WWF's goal is nature conservation, we came up with an idea that, unlike most campaigns, uses the smallest possible quantity of paper. We printed a WWF leaflet in only one copy and we asked two volunteers, disguised as pandas, to stand at the upper and lower ends of the escalator in a shopping mall. Volunteer number one gave the leaflet to a consumer, but after reading, the leaflet didn't end up in the trash as usual. Why? Because we recycled it. Volunteer number two took it back and simply gave it to another consumer who was heading for the opposite direction. Of course, one leaflet and two volunteers don't last forever, so we shot a short video of the activity and sent it to journalists and bloggers. More and more readers were informed about the message over the internet. In two weeks, we reached approximately 285,142 people with only one leaflet and without any media spending. If someday all of us can use resources in such an environment-conscious and effective way, then WWF could say they have achieved a main goal. Wow, isn't that amazing? With just one leaflet, they reached a total of nearly 290,000 people. And young people, when they saw this advertisement, they loved it. They loved what they did. So why did this ad resonate so deeply with young people? Well, that is because the WWF, they practice what they said. They're saying matches they're doing. They're real. They're authentic. They don't say one thing and then act another way. They walk their talk. And so young people, they're looking for something that is real. To them, realness is coolness. Authenticity is awesomeness. Your generation is looking for authenticity. Your generation is looking for what is real.
And I believe that with all my heart that your generation is so ready for Jesus more than you will ever know because you are craving for something that is real. You are craving for something that is authentic and you are so ready for Jesus and you are so ready for our Creator God because our God is authentic. And if you look in the scripture, Jesus is the real deal. And this is what God is like. The Bible says in Numbers 23, it says this. It says that God is not a man, so He does not lie. He is not human, so He does not change His mind. Has He ever spoken and failed to act? Has He ever promised and not carried it through? Well, what a powerful verse. And I like it that it says that God is not a man. It is established right from the beginning in this verse that God is not a man. What a revelation. Because sometimes we live in a world of human beings and then we get disappointed. And then we're starting to think that people are not real. People lie. They say one thing and then they do with something else. And then we start to, to think that maybe God is that way. Well, that is wrong thinking. That is a wrong perception of who God is. Our God is different. The Bible says God is not a man. He is different from the human beings who disappointed us. God is not a man. He does not lie. He is not a fake. And God is not human, so He is not fickle. God is not fake. He is not fickle. And the Bible is very clear on one thing. God keeps His promises. That means that God is faithful and that means that God is authentic. He is the real deal. And friends, all the young people who are watching this service today, I want to say this to you. Because God is authentic, you can be real. And once you know that He's not fake and once you know that He always delivers what He has promised, that sets up a confidence in you to be always real before Him. So friends, remember this. God is authentic so you can be real before Him. See, sometimes people have the wrong concept. They think this, they think, oh, I'm coming before a holy God. I have to clean up my act before I appear before this God. You know, I must behave better first. There are a few things that I need to get right in my life first, and then I'll come to God. Well, no, that is wrong thinking. See, when you do that, do you know what you are doing? It is like brushing your teeth five times before you go to the dentist and get your teeth cleaned or washing your clothes by hand before putting it into your washing machine. Why would we do that? So, so we don't have to, to be better before we come before God. God is authentic and you can be real before Him. So don't carry an Instagram mindset about what God is like. You see, social media is highly edited. You know, it is not real. People edit it all the time. People only allow you to see what they want you to see. So they want you to see them at their best view, in their best self. So if they have a zit on the right face, they will show you their left face because they want you to have the best view of them. They do not want you to see their flaws. And some people, they post one happy photo during Christmas and they want you to see the best side of their family. But unknown to you, throughout the entire year, the family is actually fighting every day. So people on IG, they just put forth their best side. They don't want you to see their flaws. IG is heavily edited.
And so when you come to God, you don't have to be a heavily edited version of yourself. You can come to Him as you are. Don't bring a heavily edited version of yourself to God. You need to change your mindset from Insta life to real life. God is authentic. You can be real before Him. And that is the kind of relationship that God wants to have with you. Our God is a real God. Jesus loves you and He wants you to be real before Him. Now, there's something very interesting about the love of God. In 1 John 4, it says this. It says that we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in His love and God is love. And all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. This is a really powerful verse because the Bible here, it doesn't say that God has love. It says God is love. It's a great difference because that means that God doesn't just have love. God is love Himself. Love is His nature. And so when we know that, then we can conclude God is loving you, not based on your behavior, but God is loving you based on His own character. And that is very, very good news. I hope you know that. Because remember what I said, I said that God is not a fake and God is not fickle. God is faithful and God is real. And because He's faithful, He's real, He is unchanging. His character is unchanging. Love is His nature. God is love. And that means when God loves you out of His character, which is solid, which is unchanging, which is authentic, then God will not stop loving you. Now, God doesn't have good days and then He has bad days. God doesn't just love you on His good days and then on His bad days, He just loves you a little bit. God is authentic. He's faithful. And so because of that, you can be real before Him. And the Bible shows us examples of how we can be real before this authentic God. The author of Psalm here says in Psalms 40, the writer says this. He says, I'm a mess. I'm nothing and have nothing. Make something of me. You, God, can do it. You've got what it takes. Wow, what a real, real sentiment expressed here in this verse. That is real, that is authentic, and that is cool. And that statement comes from someone who has stepped out of Insta life into real life. And this is a post that you will never find on social media because it is just so real and so raw and so authentic. And there's no cover up in that statement. There's no filter. There's no beauty cam in that statement. It is someone who is very real before an authentic God. It is someone saying, God, I have messed up, make something out of me. God is authentic, you can be real before Him. And so you don't have to just bring your good days to God, you can also bring to Him your bad days. He loves you as on your good days as much as He loves you on your bad days. And He loves you when you can feel His love, but He's also still loving you when you can't feel His love. And He loves you whether or not you think that you deserve His love, because God's love for you is based upon His own character and not upon anything that you say or you feel or that you have done. He is love. God is love. He is unchanging. He is faithful. He is authentic. He has made up his mind that he loves you and he is not going to change his mind about you.
You know, I love what the Bible says. It says that God is not a man that he should lie. And that God is not a man that he should change his mind. And our God is real. He's so authentic. And I know your generation is looking for something that is real and authentic. Some of you watching this service, you are very, very young and new as a Christian. And I want to encourage you that your perception of God is so important. You have to have the accurate perception of who God is. And God is an authentic God. He's not like human that he would change his mind or he's not like human that he would lie. God is authentic. That's why you can come before him as you are. The real self, not your heavily edited self, but yourself. And I want to really encourage you, as you come to God, you don't have to wait and say, you know, I, I better be a better self. I, I need to get some things right in my life before I appear before God. You know, you don't have to always just bring your best self to God. Bring to Him not just your victories, but bring to Him your failures. Bring to Him all your messed up parts of your life. Bring to Him your real self. And I really want to encourage you that God loves you and his love for you is based on his own character, his unchanging character, not on what you have done. Being a Christian doesn't mean that automatically all your problems will be solved. And from then onwards, you will always be on your best behavior, living a holy life for God. Sometimes you may mess up. And I want to assure you that the more you struggle, the more you mess up when you're a Christian, the more you have to come before God. God is authentic. And because he's authentic, you can be real before him. Now, there is a youth in our church who is a very new Christian, very young Christian, and uh, she wanted to be serious in her walk with God. And so recently, she joined us in Heart of God Church in a youth uh, camp online. And in the youth camp online, they had a Bible reading time and they had prayer together. It was a really powerful time. And during the time of reading the Bible, God spoke to her. She came to God with all that she was, and God spoke to her as she read the book of Mark. As she read that book, God told her, God says, let go of your past hurts that have been caused by this friend of yours. And you know what? When she read the word and God spoke to her heart, she felt a real peace in her heart. And in that moment, she decided that she was going to forgive her friend. And because she did that, the peace of God, it just rushed right into her heart. And that day, the bitterness that she had harbored in her heart for so long left her. And that day, she learned what it was like to walk out of IG life into real life with God. And so friends, I know I'm speaking to a lot of you here who are new Christians, who are young Christians. I want to challenge you. Bring your true self to God. This Christianity is not about IG life where you put your best face forward. This Christian walk with God is about being real before Him. And you can be real before Him because He is an authentic God. So I want to challenge you. Learn to read the Bible. Desire to spend time with God. Bring your true self to Him in prayer. And you are going to be amazed on how God is going to bring breakthroughs into your life. And you're going to grow as a Christian. And if that is you and you have a desire to become a stronger Christian and a more mature Christian, I'm going to pray for you later. But right now, I want to talk to another group of people. You are watching the service and you're not yet Jesus followers and you're not Christians yet. And inside of your heart, you have a longing for a real relationship in your life. Well, today I'm here to tell you that there's nothing as real as a relationship with Jesus. 
And I know you young people, you have Instagram accounts. I have an Instagram account as well. And in that public account, you always put your best face forward. You post your best pictures and you say good things, but then you also have a secret account. And in that secret account is where you post your slightly flawed photos, where you share your real feelings, and that is called your rent account. And on your rent account, you share everything that is real about yourself. And today, I'm here to tell you that God not only follows you on your main account, He follows you on your rent account. He knows. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows your real feelings. He knows your private thoughts. He knows your secret feelings. He knows your deficiencies and your weaknesses and what you feel. And today, when He looks at your rent account, I can imagine God saying to you, come, let me give you rest from your burdens. Come, let me give you strength to overcome all that you're struggling with, with this thing, complicated thing called life as a teenager. Come, let me give you strength to just go through every obstacles that's been thrown your way in school and in your family. And God is saying to you, I know all about you and I still choose to love you. And if that is you and you say in your heart, that's right, I'm looking for that real relationship. You want to say yes to Jesus. I want to lead you in this prayer. I'm going to invite Jesus into your life and have that real relationship with Him. Pray this after me. Say, Jesus, today I come to you as myself with my strengths as well as my weaknesses. Jesus, I thank you that you love me. You are real. You are authentic. And so I can afford to be real with you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you that you have washed away all my sins and that from today onwards, I am your child. And from today onwards, I can hear your voice inside of my heart from your Bible, even as I read your Bible. I can hear your voice in my heart when I pray and your voice will guide me, lead me and help me to overcome any obstacles or difficulties I may have in this life. From today onwards, Jesus, I have a relationship with you. From today onwards, I am a Christian. Thank you for loving me. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow, that's the best decision you've ever made in your life. Trust me, your life with God is going to be exciting from now on. Now, right now, before I close this service, I just want to pray for the people who are young Christians. And I know that I'm talking to many of you here today. And I just want to pray for you that you will get to know God in a deeper way. Father, I just commit all these young Christians before you. I pray, God, that they will not just remain as young Christians, but they will grow and they will mature. Father, I pray that even as they read your word, you will start to speak to them in their hearts the same way you spoke to that youth in the online youth camp. You will speak to them. God, even as they pray to you, you will bring peace into their hearts. Father, grow them. Don't just let them remain as young Christians, but mature them. Make them strong in you and let them know that they can be real before you because God, you are an authentic God. Jesus, we love you and we thank you for this Christian walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Well, that is all I have for you today and I hope that you are really blessed by this message. Remember, read your Bible, pray to God, stay connected. So until the next time that I see you again, take good care. You have reached the end of the sermon. We pray that you've been blessed by the Word of God.
To find out more about us, you can log on to www.heartofgodchurch.org or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at HOGC. You can also follow Pastor Leah on Facebook and Instagram at pastor.leah.